Do you want to hear an anecdote about my run yesterday? I'm going to assume that you do because you're tuned in. You know what? If you don't want to hear it, go ahead and turn this off now. I don't care. Either way, I'm going to tell it. I'm going to tell it and you're going to listen. So sit down, shut up, and tune in. Hey, maybe that'll be my catchphrase. Sit down, shut up, and tune in. Pay attention. All right, so yesterday, I was on my my little run, my consistent run. Not a long run, nice little short run, just to um, you know keep things all, all lubed, keep things lubricated. Keep the volume up high. One of those little maintenance runs. One of those little recovery runs. Um, It was a short four mile run. On a very familiar trail. Um, This trail that I run is like right out in front of my house. It's great. Has everything you could offer. There's, There's not many people on it. There's no cars. No traffic. You're just by yourself. Right now, because it has rained a a very much a, a heavy amount over the last uh, month or so, there is a seasonal creek that is it's running pretty pretty awesome. So, on this run, I was running, duh, and I'm running one way, and I see that there's a man. Who's running the same trail, but you know he's coming. He's coming towards me. And as I get a little bit closer to him, and a little bit closer, you know, I'm starting to see some details. I'm not paying attention. It's just a guy. I am, you know, uh, for the for the most part, just being aware. Gotta, I have to uh, assess that he doesn't have any weapons on him. That he's not running at me with a machete. You know, it's it's good to be aware of, of your surroundings, right? He doesn't have a crazy look in his eyes. So he, he I noticed that he's just another runner um, running towards me, and I'm running towards him. And as we get, you know, really close, I see that he's, he's super sweaty, and he's just getting after it, right? I'm like, hey, right on, awesome. So now we're running away from each other. He's running in one direction and I'm running in the other. And that that was the extent of it. Uh, That was the extent of our interactions. Or I thought. Or was it? Ooh, the suspense, right? Building up this story like a Stephen King novel. All the anticipation. You're, You're yearning to find out what happens next. Well, here's what happens. So I I continued down my my normal usual path. Like I said, it was just just a, another everyday uh, hashtag blessed run. And then um, I run out and I do this this little loop and I start to head back. And the segment that I saw him on, he's still there. He's he's uh, it looks like he's I don't know doing some interval work. And I I noticed that he's he's stopped running, and he's now turned around, 
And at some point, if I can catch up to him, we're going to be running in the same direction. And that's what I figured. Sometimes I will, you know, set a little fun, a fun game on, on my on my running route. Nobody knows that I'm playing this game except for me in my head. And I see that he is about, I don't know, 200 feet in front of me. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to catch up to that guy. Uh, not only am I going to catch up to him on his sprint, I'm going to smoke him. So I start to pick up um, I start to pick up my pace and I start to run a little faster, a little bit harder. Um, what was intended to be a nice little a nice little run, a nice little zone two pace. Um, I start to run a little bit faster and a little bit harder, hoping that I can catch up to this guy, right? As I mentioned, he's a little bit off in the distance, I don't know, maybe 200 feet. And I see that he taps down on his watch and he just starts running. He starts he starts heading off in his direction. And if I can catch up to him, at some point we're going to be running together. And so here I am running at a much faster pace now. Maybe I was initially, before I saw him, I was running at about like on an eight minute pace. Like 7 minutes, uh, 50 seconds, 7 minutes, 45 second pace. Uh, for me, that that's, that's you know, some, some pretty good effort. My perceived effort was about on a 7, 7 or, or an 8. And I noticed that I'm not catching up to him. Indeed, this man is pulling away from me. He's starting to... Um, lengthen the the gap so I start to pick up my pace even more now I'm running at like 7.15 a 7 minute pace and he starts to get even further away from me I'm like man what the hell's going on here who's this guy who's this old man and then so that that particular straightaway and that particular segment is very long it's just a straight shot and he's now a considerable distance ahead of me. I'm like, wow, this, this guy this guy went after it. And so I eventually catch up to him because he stops. He stops at a turn. So I figure that he was just running that little straightaway segment. And I I catch up to him. I approach him and I'm like, hey. Great effort right there. How fast were you running? And he looks down at his watch. And I noticed that, you know, he's, he's very sweaty. He's much older. And he looks at his watch and then re- responds. That was a six minute pace. I was like, what? Six minutes? Jeez. For all those who aren't aware of you know paces and and efforts or ages as it pertains to running and their potential a six minute pace that's very fast you know everything is relative but a six minute pace that's that's fast for anybody that's fast for a 20 year old and this man is obviously much older than 20 years old you know, some of the elite marathoners, elite runners, 
Um, they're they're in the six minute pace. And this man was 67, or, you know, I, he, he told me his age. He's like, yeah, that was a six-minute pace. Oh, yeah, and by the way, I'm 67. I was like, wow, double wow, double wow for the six-minute pace that he was running for a long time. And then double wow because of his age, 67 years old. Come on. I was looking at him, and you know what? I, I see people online posting their their times. You know that that's what what runners do. It's a nice little flex. It's not it's not you know bragging or boasting. It's just like hey, this is what I do. This is my pace. This is me. And when when he told me about his his pace and his age, I was looking at him and I was like. Man, what what energy system is that? How do you do it? I wanted to bog him down with a bunch of questions, but that was not the time or place to do that. Because one, you know, he had just got done sprinting. Uh, two, he was, you know, super sweaty. Three, he was in the middle of a workout. Four, um, we have been experiencing inclement weather, so it was, it was pretty windy right there. Um, but we ended up... Uh, con- uh, conversating, uh, he he opened up a little bit, and we we began to to talk about uh, you know running, uh, talking shop about you know this and that and yada yada. Probably talked a little bit longer than what both of us wanted to, but it was a back and forth conversation. He was engaged, I was engaged. Of course, why not, right? Two guys out there sweating, talking shop. Man, that that sets the table for for a conversation. And that particular run, I I usually try to run as light as possible, no matter no matter the the distance that that I'm going. I don't like having a bunch of crap on me. And because I was only going to be running a quick and short little four mile run, I chose not to bring my phone. Uh, you know, which for the most part is is great because I'm known to stop to to take to take a photo, you know, and that is my equivalent of trying to embody the stop and smell the roses philosophy every now and then, because the places that I do run, they're they're picturesque, they're beautiful, rolling hills, wineries, creeks, beautiful trees. Flowers, birds, bees, sunshines, clouds, all that stuff. And sometimes I will get distracted like, man, I'm going to stop and take a photo of that. So because Socrates says, know thyself, and I know that I have a proclivity to stop and take some of these photos that compel me. You know, that that could could interrupt my, my training session. But hey, no no big deal because I'm out there for... The primary objective is fun, fun and health. And if I need to stop to smell the roses for any any reason, uh, I'll I'll do it. But yeah, that run I didn't have my phone on me, and I wish I did because um, I had said to him, I was like, man, I wish I was able to take you out sometime, and and you know, take you out to lunch and, and talk 
more about the these things that we're currently talking about. And he was open to that. And he said, uh, he was like, yeah, go ahead and look me up. My name is uh, Brian L. Something. And I was like, all right, I will remember that. So, you know, I committed his name to memory and I'm running home. And as soon as I open up the door to do a quick Google search on him, forgot his freaking last name. I was like, man, that is another goal of mine to remember people's names. It goes in one ear and out the other. And you know what? I was pretty close to my home anyways at, at the area where where I saw him at. I was like, all right, I'll remember that. Yeah, all right, Brian L. It was either Wilson or Williams or Williamson or... I don't know what it was, but I ended up forgetting his name. So hopefully I'm able to... To see him out there running again. I've never seen him there before. And I run that trail all the time. So. Whatever. <laughs> the main part of the story. That I really want to hone in on. Is his age. And the aging process. And what I. Uh, you know kind of grew up believing. Uh, the aging process. Would consist of. And. When I was growing up, you know, there is the inevitability of getting old and the aging process. But what I did not know is that as you age, if you do it right, you can become better. You are supposed to be, you're supposed to get better at doing everything, managing your time better. You're supposed to get better at um focusing you are you are supposed to become more efficient you're supposed to become more efficient at using your time you're supposed to get better at ide- identifying the superfluous and unnecessary and then have the discipline to cast those things aside so that you can devote more time, energy, and focus on the things that absolutely, truly matter. You're supposed to become more disciplined. You are supposed to become more in tune with your body. You're supposed to become more mature, evolved, and adapted to your lifestyle. And because you are growing older and maturing and incrementally learning about how the world works and how your body works, the strongest of people, they can, they can set aside their childish ways and move in a more, in a more proficient way. That is conducive to growth. The things that I have learned about when you age is, hey, you know what? Your body's going to start wearing down when you're 30. You're, you know, when I was when I was 20 years old, this is a, a story that I, I've told many times. The first time on this podcast, Gathering Strength, tell a friend. But there was a time 
when I was starting to finally get my 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 life together, starting to you know to attempt to set aside my childish ways, and I just started working, started to you know be able to hold down a job, and I started to go to the gym, started to go to church, and I started it to to I started to um. I started this this philosophy then, and it was prayer and push-ups, right? I'm going to do more praying, and I'm going to do more push-ups. And because I, I started doing more praying and more push-ups, I started to see more gains. I started to put my faith to work. And and because of that, I started to, to grow, started to evolve, I started to mature, so once again, there I am, 20 years old, starting to see some some results. And this guy who I who I worked with, he was 30 years old, and he he had he had a family, he had kids, and uh, I was working at Bed Bath and Beyond in the shipping and receiving department. And this guy, he was working like the front end. I don't know, he was some type of supervisor, if that's what you want to call it. But he was a grown man, 30 years old, married with kids. And, you know, we would conversate as co-workers do. Hey, what what, what'd you do today? What are you going to do today? And, you know, my, my thing would be like, because I was so focused on going to the gym, I was like, you know, hey, I, I'm going to go to the gym. Or I just came from the gym. You see these veins bulging out of my forearms? What it look like? And... He would make comments like, you know what, why even bother going to the gym? When you get my age, you are going to be be like me. You know, he and he, he was fat. He wasn't like obese, grossly fat. He was just, you know, clearly out of shape. Clearly didn't take care of himself and saw no purpose of it. And so he projected on his insecurities to me. And he said, why, why, what's the point? Why, why are you going to the gym? Like, don't waste your time. Don't, don't bother young buck. Cause it's all for naught. In the end, you will be just like me, fat. And, you know, for the most part, unfulfilled. And so, I, I, I took that with a grain of salt. I was like, yeah, whatever. You know, stayed going to the gym, stayed praying, stayed doing doing my push-ups, and then yeah, sure enough, you know, I, I was able to meet my wife, and before we started to have a family, I had the married, I had the older married guys telling me, hey, now you don't need to go to the gym anymore, and at that time when I met my wife, I was about 28, so I had I had eight years of of gains, eight years of lifting under my belt, so I, I was, I, I was much stronger. I'm starting to, uh, to, to develop some of my, my man strength. And so, like I said, the married men, they would say, "Hey, you don't need to go to the gym anymore. You can give up." That's what us married guys do. That's what us married guys have done for the longest time. You work out to attract a wife, a significant other, and then when you have her trapped, you stop. 
You can let it all hang out now. You two can both become fat together. And once again, I had, I heard that, rebuked it, stayed on, on, on my path, on my course, on the course that I was on. And next thing you know, first come love, then comes marriage, then comes baby in a baby carriage. You know, we were going to be starting a family, you know, having kids. And then sure enough, you know, you know what happens next? The out of shape, older married guys with kids, they're like, hey, that's a wrap now. You're not going to have any time for your personal fitness. You're not going to have any time to go to the gym. You're going to be too tired. You're going to be too old. Your body's going to stop working just like mine. You're, soon enough, yep, hey, you're going to start having the aches and pains, young buck. You don't need to go to the gym anyways. You already have your wife. What's the point of looking good? And on top of that, you're going to have a kid. Strike one, strike two, strike three. Uh, it's not the the future is grim, but hey, don't worry. You know, you, you, you could settle down and be just like me. I'm happy. I'm, I'm fat and happy. I'm fat, happy, married with kids. Like, okay. Rebuked all that. Once again, just stayed living my lifestyle. And then now that I'm 30, married with kids, I'm still strong, still going to the gym, still keeping it up. Yeah, yeah, you know, still doing some status quo things that were stifling my growth, but I wouldn't recognize that until later, until I started to grow and analyze the things that were holding me back and figure that, hey, this is holding me back, this is holding me back, and this is holding me back. And then praying for the strength to let those things go. And then once I was able to finally gather my strength and let those things go, let let go of those childish behaviors, I was able to, to, uh, to hit a, a new level of strength. Because like I said before, as you get older, you're supposed to get better. You're supposed to get more efficient. You're supposed to get stronger. You're supposed to get stronger, not only, you know, menti- mentally, physically, but, you know, spiritually, financially. Every single aspect of your life, as you grow, you start to learn how things work, what doesn't work, and then to continue to do the things that don't work knowingly. Wait, what type of man does that? To my estimation, not much. Not much of a man. A lesser man. A lesser man knowingly does the things that stifles their growth, robs them of their power, their vitality, their vitality, their finances, and everything else. A lesser man knowingly does those things and as a result, languishes like a a uh, a underwatered houseplant. You know, they they start to wilt. Sure, they're alive technically, but not as best as they could be with some fertilizer in their soil and being close to a window that receives direct light. You know, they are equivalent to a houseplant that's underwatered and not even next to a a source of light. Yeah, they're alive. 
but they're all limpy. They're all starting to wilt. Have a couple dead, dead leaves. Yeah, they're alive. But not to their fullest potential. So once again, moving in to my mid-30s. And right now I'm 39. So I'm going to round up and say that I'm 40. And the cycle continues. I have the the out-of-shape 50-year-olds. I have the out-of-shape 50 and 60-year-olds telling me, wait till you're my age. Because when you're my age, body's going to stop working. You're going to start having these aches and pains. And you're not going to be able to do what you do. And I find that very sad and unfortunate. Because if you are a person who is speaking of their limitations and then projecting them onto another person, what that shows is that you do not have anybody in your life that has been able to defy what you are currently setting as your own limiting factors. You don't know of these people out there who are 67 years old running six minute miles. You don't know of these older people who are, who are in their 60s and 70s still running marathons, still doing Ironmans. You are unaware of those people. And to my estimation, that is a sadder quality of life. And I'm so thankful and blessed that these people who I have been able to discover throughout my journey in life lead me to believe that your limiting factors are your own limiting factors. And if you don't see anybody breaking through those barriers that you couldn't have broken yourself, that's, that's unfortunate. That's sad. You know what? That means you're blind. And because you're blind, you are attempting to lead, you know, people who are younger than you because as a, a elder, as someone who is, you know, supposed to be older and wiser, unfortunately, you are blind. And because you are blind, you are attempting to lead other people. And that is a old adage of the blind leading the blind. Fortunately for me, I've seen, I've seen other people do it. I've seen older people be healthier, much, much, much healthier than the young people who are out there. I've seen longevity be be something that is not only achievable and attainable, but is available for anyone to start at any time. You can be 40, 50, 60 years old and have lived a life of... Uh, unhealthy options unhealthy practices and lifestyles and you can turn it around and you can have your best days ahead of you but many people don't see that they think that it is only applicable to other people that they see like online or in these miracle stories you know on like Oprah Winfrey uh, on an Oprah Winfrey episode You know, that those success stories are only available to the people who are online, but not in their own personal lives, not for them. I'm like, man, that could not be more further from the truth. And the older that you get is it's harder. It just becomes 
much more harder. It's similar to like someone investing diligently in a compounding growth account, you know, when they're younger. Like they don't need to invest that much when they're younger. They just need to diligently invest throughout their whole lives and then their compounding growth their gains get gains and because they have been investing for much longer they don't need to invest so much because the power of the compounding growth has been working for them their entire lives now when you start to invest at an older age you need to invest more because you have not been investing for as long. So therefore, you need to apply more energy, more effort, more capital to to catch up. And that's what happens when you start on your fitness journey at an older age. It, it's gonna be it's gonna be harder. It's not going to be impossible, but it's gonna be more challenging because you need to work past some of those aches and pains and for a lot of people those aches and pains and that mental effort is much harder and and they give up it's not impossible i'm here to tell you that it's not and i'm here to here to tell you that you know the aging process is not what what we see as the status quo older men and women tend to believe uh uh there's a 67 year old man running 6 mile six mile paces he, he, he's out there and he's, he's not walking around achy that man has been putting in the work you know for the last who knows how many years but he's out there and you know what? that's just one they're out there and you know what I'm gonna be one of those guys I'm gonna be one of those older men looking jacked with back muscles a nice set of calves some obliques I'm going to be the one stretching out there on the beach. You know, at, at that point, I'm not even going to care about, you know, wearing wearing a, a, a swimsuit. I'm going to be wearing one of those, uh, those, those grape smuggling ones. I'm not going to care. I'm going to be out there in my thong. That's right. I'm here to tell you. I'm going to be an old man with muscles on the beach wearing a thong bikini stretching. Damn right. But anyways, to recap, don't believe what these out of shape older people tell you. You can, you can do it. You can prolong your longevity by doing something small every single day. So once again, until we meet again, onward. It's always onward.